the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Too dead to live, too alive to die. I think that's the description of a zombie. It's also part of a headline for a piece at the Federalist by Forrest Robinson who is a student, by the way, at Gordon College in Wenham, Massachusetts. I've never heard of the college or the place, but that's where he's from. And he says that his generation, and that would be Generation Z, is actually Generation Zombie. He says that with Generation Z, quote, earnestness is cringe, being in love makes one a quote-unquote simp, and addition, I'm sorry, ambition makes one a try-hard, quote-unquote. He says, quote, anxiousness afflicts many Zoomers. More than half of us already think humanity is doomed, unquote. Where do you think he got that stuff? Any chance he got that in school from the indoctrination these kids have been getting the last few years? And by the way, he says for Zoomers, being serious is, quote, unquote, cringe. It's the same as earnestness, I guess. And that Gen Z is disproportionately liberal not because they are passionate, card-carrying Democrats, although some of them are, but because they're apathetic, unquote. And see if this describes anybody you know from this generation, maybe a relative. Quote, either Zoomers gobble down drugs for mental illness, harm themselves, or vainly attempt to produce a sense of self with endless selfies and videos for their followers, unquote. The endless selfies. Oh, the selfies. Again, the smartphone is one of the worst things ever to happen to the human race. Remember, all this stuff is coming from a college student who's a member of the generation he's trashing. So he has a firsthand experience with much of the stupidity that exists in his generation. The scary thing is that we're seeing from the polls that they're really excited about voting for Democrats in 2024. They love Democrats. And as a group, they couldn't be more clueless, by the way. But somebody from that generation was smart enough to outsmart our military and our intelligence department. Have you heard? A 21-year-old guy, he would be a Zoomer. He was arrested just a few hours ago for being suspected of disseminating really important intelligence pertaining to the war in Ukraine and other important stuff. He had a bunch of 20-something gamers, all Gen Zers. Uh, and they, he and that group are apparently responsible for all this. How much confidence does that give you in our military? And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about this and how this 21-year-old guy, I was going to say kid, I'll give him that, I'll give him a guy, a uh, 21-year-old guy may have done American taxpayers a favor. And coming up after the break, Joe Biden's not doing anybody any favors with his ridiculous edict about electric cars. Stick around. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cause was stopped, the threats were stopped. It was easy like, uh... One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Joe Biden was over in Ireland making an idiot of himself and embarrassing the country yesterday. His administration was announcing plans to use the EPA and the Clean Air Act to make your life miserable. Diana Fertgott-Roth is the director of the Center on Energy, Climate, and Environment at the Heritage Foundation. She joins us now. Diana, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. It's great to be with you. So um, when will we be forced to buy cars we don't want? How soon? You know, I really don't think that the EPA's plan is going to come off. So I don't think you're ever going to be forced to buy a car you don't want. But according to the EPA... Gradually, until 60% of cars are electric, 60% of car sales are electric in 2030. That's the plan, or two-thirds in 2032. Personally, I don't think this is going to work. Only 6% of new vehicle sales are electric now. There's no way Americans are going to buy 60% by 2030. But the plan is to force everybody to have an electric car by then. That is the plan. But Americans are clever. The Americans are really clever, and they're not going to fall for it. Would it would, I've just thought of this just a second, but would it, be, would it be wise for me, like in five years or three or four years, to buy a fleet of nice uh, gas-powered cars and put them in a garage somewhere So because they're going to become harder to get? Yes, and they're going to become more expensive because mm-hmm. what car makers are going to do is reduce the price of electrics. And they're going to have to subsidize those by higher prices on the internal combustion engine vehicles. So they're going to get more expensive. And if they don't sell enough electric vehicles, according to the plan, 
they'll have to pay what's called credits, zero emission vehicle credits. And the way they will fund those is by higher prices for SUVs, minivans and larger cars. That's what they do already now, by the way. Already your station wagon SUV minivan is more expensive because your automaker has to pay a certain amount in zero emission vehicle credits to, guess who, Tesla, because Tesla sells many electric vehicles. Boy, that's interesting. I'll bet there aren't too many people driving home from work right now who are aware of that. If if a, Probably a, not. If a Tesla- that's why it's so good, though. That's why it's so good that you're talking about it on your show. Yeah, if, tes- if a Tesla pulls up next to you or, or you know, any kind of an electric car, you should happy to be happy to know that the new car that you're driving helped finance that car, the, well, the electric. Up to, a couple of years ago, up to a couple of years ago, Tesla was making its money through ZEV credits and not through sales of Teslas. But the past couple of years, Teslas have become profitable. And and so every time I see an electric car on the road, I, I need to, I have to think that if I go buy a car next week, part of the price is is uh, attributed to the cost of that car, the, that person's decision to buy that car, or that company's decision to make that car. Well, it's just the Teslas that are making enough to be able to sell Zeb credits. The oh. others that are making electric cars are not making enough. So even though they're still selling some electric cars. They're not selling enough, and they have to buy credits from Tesla. Yeah, but just to be clear, they are they. The price of my uh, SUV that I want to buy next week is higher because of electric right. cars. That's correct. Yes, I, I don't what, because they're being forced by their regulators to sell a certain number of electric vehicles. If they price those at cost, if they price them right, no one would want to buy them. In, I mean, even now, people don't want to buy them. Even yeah. now, people don't want to buy them. I, I just so, don't. I just don't think there so are many. They have to artificially. They have to artificially lower the prices of the electric vehicles. Then they have to make up the money somehow. So they raise the price of cars with internal combustion engines. I just don't think there are many people who are aware of that, Diana. No, then uh, they're not. It's uh, it, it's uh, it's not heavily advertised. Let me tell you, they don't tell people. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to do that. I, I mean, I, I I'm looking at the price of. Of cars that I've bought and you know owned in the past, and the how, how the 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 amount that they've gone up is stunning in some cases. Exactly, but I would it really ne- is yeah. But I would never I would it would never have occurred to me that I'm I've thought it was because the economy's bad, inflation, and blah blah blah, which is also part of it. But it never occurred to me that I'm being asked to pay more for a car that I've been a type of car I've been driving for the last fifteen or twenty years. Because the, that company decided they had to make electric, or the, I guess the government decided they had to make a certain number of electric cars. Right, because I mean, say you're a producer of uh, hammers, and the government says you need to sell a certain amount of red hammers, but everyone wants a black hammer because it doesn't show the dirt as much. You have to price your red hammers at a lower cost. And then how do you make money? You price your black hammers at a higher cost. This is what's happening with electric vehicles and internal combustion engine vehicles. Automakers are being told they have to sell electric vehicles, but people don't want to buy them because they have short range, because they're less safe, sometimes because they're smaller. Uh, and so they make up, so they price them artificially low, lower than they sh- should. And, and then so- they make up the price with higher prices for the cars that people do want to buy. So aside from having a really small chance of lowering the, the Earth's temperature by more than a half of a degree, what is going to be the likely major effect of all this? I think this is the biggest bubble since Dutch tulips. Companies are spending billions of dollars on electric vehicle research, manufacture, battery plants, etc. for goods that people do not want to buy. This is going to come down to Earth because people are going to still insist on buying the cars they like. Or they're going to buy uh, normal hybrid cars where you don't have to plug them in. Those are very popular because the battery recharges through the engine. Mm -hmm. And it uh, means that you have to use less gasoline. So people like those. They're buying those voluntarily. But they're not buying the plug-in hybrids and the plug-in, especially not the plug-in battery-powered electric vehicles, because they're worried about running out of range. Look at Wyoming, for example. That only has 510 registered electric vehicles. Because it's so cold, and the batteries lose 20 to 40% of their range in the cold. 
same with North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Alaska, Idaho. These cars don't work in the cold. Now, uh, you know, I'm a professor at George Wash University also, and I tell this to my students, some of whom are very pro-electric vehicles, and they say, but professor, the technology is going to catch up. Well, we don't have the technology now. Maybe it will catch up. Maybe it won't. But we don't see a way to it right now. But it's a sort of uh, blind faith, you know, like in Field of Dreams. If we build it, they will come. Yeah. If we regulate it, they will invent it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Field of Dreams was a fantasy, but that's uh, – I may be wrong about that. It was. Oh, it was. Yeah. We're talking yeah. to Diana Furchcott roth uh, She's the director of the Center of, on Energy, Climate, and Environment at the Heritage Foundation, and as she just told you, a professor at George Washington. So, uh, Diana, is this a result of them being too dumb? I, when I say them, I mean Democrats, EPA, the whole group. Uh, being too dumb to know what the effects of this will be on the economy, or are they just, I don't know, blinded by their obsession with the fear of or pretended fear of climate change? Well, I think the effects on the economy if they succeed in putting it through, will be trillions of dollars over the life of the regulation. Plus, we are going to become more dependent on China because China's making these batteries. So the biggest, uh, as well as the cost of the economy, the idea that we're going to become dependent on China, a country we're not friendly with right now, is really serious. I mean, we're independent right now in terms of oil and natural gas production. But we have one of the we have huge resources of oil and natural gas. We're energy independent in terms of making gasoline, especially if we purchase the heavy crude from Canada that we refine in our refineries. If we move to 60% electric cars, we are going to be dependent on China for the batteries, and we don't want to do that. Yeah, and and this seem would seem to be a pretty simple thing to figure out. Again, that's what I mean. Uh, are they actually this dumb that they would do this, or is it just that they're so they're so their obsession with climate change and they I don't think, care? Yeah, yeah, I think they have a religious obsession with chi- with climate change. It's a religion. It's not based on reality. I mean, any other product, uh, you wouldn't try and force people to buy it, especially something like a car, which is so close to people's hearts. I mean, people don't drive Corvettes because it's the most efficient form of transportation. They drive a Corvette because it portrays the way they want to look. They buy a Cadillac because it's a sign of success. Same with a Mercedes. People are very attached to their cars. I mean, I wouldn't meddle with someone's car. It's like coming between a bear and her cups. Yeah. It's like like saying I want to take away people's natural gas stoves. Let me tell you, people all over the country are furious that they might not be able to have a natural gas stove. But they're trying to do that, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so um, how will the, uh, all the energy needed for these car batteries in rush hour traffic right now, it, that are, as we're speaking, they're driving home from work here in the eastern time zone, how would you produce the energy needed for all those batteries that would need to be plugged in tonight? So right now you'd have to do it with gas-fired and coal-fired power plants. We don't have enough wind and solar or emissions-free energy in order to be able to charge these batteries. And in fact, some parts of the country where they have blackouts, such as California, they've told people not to charge their electric vehicles on certain days when they have a big demand for air conditioning. So on the one hand, Governor Newsom of California says he wants all California vehicle sales to be electric, battery-powered electric by 2035. Then the next week he says, oh, by the way, don't charge your electric vehicle because it causes too much strain on the grid. We need to be focusing on how resilient is the grid and how we avoid blackouts because people really do not like blackouts. And it's dangerous if you are, uh, it's not only inconvenient, it can be dangerous if you rely on some electricity for medical purposes like dialysis or some kind of oxygen pump. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the day when we see um, uh, electric aircraft carriers that and um, electric uh, destroyers and uh, electric planes. How far away from that are we? Because <laughs> that you're. Uh, gonna... I think we're still pretty far away because people don't want to die in a plane crash. Yeah. They are talking about electric trucks, but the batteries for those would have to be so big that right now they're not practical. You know, you're talking about the the big sixteen wheelers. You couldn't. There's not exactly, a battery. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, right. Kamala Harris loves electric school buses. She can't stop talking about them. 
Yes, although uh, speaking to school superintendents, they say they don't have enough charge in these school buses to be able to do both the morning and the afternoon pickups. <laughs> so they'd have to have double the number of school buses or they have to buy extra fast charges that cost $65,000 each to charge <laughs> the school buses in between the morning and the run. So if you charge a school bus overnight, it's fine for the morning pickup. It's not fine for the morning and the afternoon pickup. And you don't want to leave little kids stranded and parents worrying about whether their kids are going to get home. Uh, again, Diana, th- this is just so absurd. The only yeah. way that it, it even justifies talking about it for more than five seconds is if you have a ridiculous fear of obsession with climate change. You go to a school and you say, listen, I know you like your fleet of buses there, but we think we're going to go next Monday. We're starting with electric, and you're going to have to figure out how to charge it. It, it, it makes no sense to anybody with a right. brain. Well, how, does it, how did we right. get this far with this? I think it's a religion. It's an, idea. it's an ideology. I don't know how. It's sick. Um, so it, go ahead. Well, uh, if there's a Republican administration in 2025, they're going to put a pause on cafe standards and roll this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What, what's, this is a pretty uh, fast-moving train coming down the track. Um, how do you stop it? Well, you stop it, first of all, by electing another administration in, 2020, in 2024. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two is by not buying an electric vehicle, just sticking to buying with what you want, buy, buying what you want. I mean, show the government they can't push you into buying something different. Uh, our... I mean, I can't buy an electric vehicle. I don't have an indoor charger, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait 45 minutes for a recharge. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so what should somebody who's driving along right now, listening to us in their electric car, be thinking after what you've just been saying? The electric car that maybe they really like and that don't have any trouble charging it, and uh, you know it's working out fine for them. Should they be feeling guilty at all for being uh, complicit in this stupidity? Not at all. I'm, I'm pro-choice. People should be able to yeah. choose electric, or they should be able to choose internal combustion engine. Last year, 95% of Americans chose a car with some form of internal combustion engine, and 5 or 6% chose electric. That's fine. If you're one of the people who choose electric, I have nothing against your choice, just as I have nothing against people who choose electric stoves. But people shouldn't be forced to buy something they don't want to buy. That's my only point. Yeah, that's a kind of a basic thing if you're an American. Uh, we're talking to Diana exactly. Firscott-Roth. She's the director of the Center on Energy, Climate, and Environment at the Heritage Foundation. Got a couple minutes left here, um, Diana. And I wanted to ask you, um, have the media done a good enough job in telling the story about where cobalt comes from? And, and doing a, have they done a good enough job in making Democrats acknowledge that and justify it? Well, cobalt, a lot of it comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm -hmm. It's mined by children who they call artisanal workers, which is really funny. Slaves. Uh, And, um, yeah, and uh, there's a shortage of these minerals. Daniel Jurgen has uh, written an article about how this is a huge increase in mining. It's interesting how environmentalists don't like coal mining. That's bad. Mm -hmm. But mineral mining for all these um, hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds of minerals that go to a particular battery, it seems to be okay. It's not just cobalt. We need nickel, lithium, graphite. All these go into batteries. We do not have the mineral supplies right now for the batteries that would go into the 60% of of new electric vehicles. But the media don't seem to be all that concerned about that. They do not, and that's why it's great that I'm on your show, John, and that you've asked me that question. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it, you would think that the 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 liberals who uh, who are so concerned with the plight of everyone everywhere somehow haven't been able to find the time to focus on these little kids mining cobalt in Africa. They, they, they some... and, they're, and they're also not focused on the Uyghurs, that ha, uh, oh, where there's, China, for, yeah. there's forced labor in China, in Xinjiang, and these Uyghurs are forced to make the electric batteries, wind turbines, and solar panels. That's another major human rights problem. Why are we transferring production from our workers all over the United States, Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan, 
to forced slave workers in China and Africa. There's no good reason. And we're energy independent now with all our oil and natural gas. Yeah, well, the good reason is we're saving the planet, Diana. You should be aware of that. Hey, I'm... I'm out of time, but yeah, I, yeah, that's just just this, well, about as sick as it gets. Th- thanks for coming on. Okay. Though. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Okay, thank you, Diana Furchgott Roth of the uh, Center on Energy, Climate, and Environment at the Heritage Foundation. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A Massachusetts Air National Guard member who has emerged as a main person of interest in the disclosure of highly classified military documents on the Ukraine war has been taken into custody by federal agents. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder says this was a deliberate criminal act. We have rules in place. Uh, Each of us signs a non-disclosure agreement. Anybody that has a a security clearance uh, and so... Uh, all indications are, again, this is a criminal act, a willful violation of those, uh, and, and again, a re- another reason why we're continuing to investigate and support DOJ's investigation. An arrest has been made in Dighton, Massachusetts. The guardsman identified as 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, FBI agents converging at Teixeira's Massachusetts home and taking a man into custody outside that property. This is SRN News. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says it's a witch hunt. 34 felonies stating that a misstatement of a business record to cover another crime is a felony. But they won't tell you what that crime is because there was no crime. President Trump has committed no crime. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Join Beth Andrews of Networth Advisors for the Networth Financial Hour. Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11. Get the news and information you need to help make your retirement dreams a reality. Don't miss the Networth Financial Hour with Beth Andrews. Saturdays at 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 11. Firm offers insurance services. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886. And tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Clear skies expected for tonight with a low of 51. It'll be warm tomorrow. Temperatures approaching near record highs with sunshine giving way to increasing clouds. The high 82. Clouds breaking for tomorrow night with a low of 56. As we look to Saturday, it will be mainly cloudy and warm with a shower. We'll reach a high Saturday of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the 21-year-old Air National Guardsman who uh, apparently or appears to have leaked major intelligence related to the war in Ukraine and other things was arrested a couple of hours ago. So what have we learned about what's really been going on over there from the material that's been leaked? John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at The Federalist, has raised some serious questions about it. He joins us now. John, good to have you on again. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. So this uh, 21-year-old guy uh, may deserve to go to prison for releasing classified information if he's proved uh, if it's proved that he did that. But uh, do U.S. taxpayers have maybe some reason to thank him? Yeah, at the very least, it shined a light on what U.S. officials really think about the war in Ukraine and how it's going. And among the revelations from this leak is that we've basically funded uh, a stalemate, a war of attrition that is more or less ground to a halt in Ukraine uh, with an unprecedented level of U.S. taxpayer dollars and military support for the Ukrainians, uh, which I think would come to a surprise. That would come as a surprise to a lot of Americans if they only went off what the Biden administration has said and establishment Republicans in Washington have said about this war. Yeah, and those that description, a, a grinding campaign of attrition and a stalemate, that's not something somebody made up. That's in the somewhere in the uh, yes. in the intelligence that was leaked. It's, it's quoting people who know, right? That's right. That's the assessment. That was an assessment from back in February of, of our own like U.S. intelligence uh, and 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 related intelligence agencies, um, that's their assessment. That's not me editorializing. They they have said this is now a stalemate, and and they said a lot of other things that that you know, frankly, um, Amer- again, Americans would be surprised to to find out, and and have been surprised to find out. Hence the newsworthiness of these leaks. One of which is that Ukraine's um, expenditure of U.S. munitions has has been so intense that they are almost now without any air defense systems ahead of what is apparently a, a planned spring counteroffensive, which means that once their air defenses are gone, once they've expended these munitions, Russian warplanes will be able to fly over and bomb Ukrainian positions uh, at will since Ukraine doesn't have much of an air force. It's kind of hard. You would think it would be kind of hard to get Americans to rally behind a, a grinding campaign of attrition or a stalemate, especially yeah. when we hear about how we need to support Ukraine to the end and they're fighting for freedom and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. If democracy is really at stake, uh, you know, why don't we just send U.S. troops in? But yeah. it, 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 the problem here is not, you know, and I know, that, you know, I'll get accused of being a Putin apologist oh, or yeah. even quest, dare, daring to question the, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, funding of the war in Ukraine. The problem is nobody in the Biden administration, nobody in the bipartisan Washington consensus, both Republicans and Democrats support, you know, funding this war, have been able to or even bothered to explain to the American people what 
our, the American interest is in funding this war. Why should we be paying for a grinding war of attrition between Ukraine and Russia? And what is the end state? Like, strategically, what are we after? And, and what are steps to get there? Is it, pol- are it political negotiations? If so, shouldn't we be you know, pressuring Ukraine on that front instead of just sending them basically a blank check for an unending war of attrition? One of the things that came out from these leaks today was that U.S. military officials expect the war to go on well into 2024. Yeah, and again, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually haven't seen any polls recently uh, of anybody asked the direct question, do you support the war or do you have a, a unconditional support for the war? I, I, I don't know how much of it is out there. What, what, what do you think? I mean, how much support is there among the American people for this? Well, if you hear, you know, to hear Mitch McConnell and, uh, you know, establishment Republicans and Biden administration officials talk about it, you'd think that there was just sort of like, you know, supermajority, enthusiastic, widespread popular uh, support among the American people uh, for, you know, endlessly funding this war in Ukraine. But but I don't think that's the case. Uh, not only that, just anecdotally, but a lot of the polls that they're citing are not very reliable. And, and even even the polls they do cite show that the longer this thing goes on, the more support for the war slips among ordinary Americans. I mean, this is a time when in America where you know, people have a lot on their mind here at home. The economy is not doing that great. Inflation is still hurting people, uh, you know, just just on a, on a day to day, week to week, month to month basis. Uh, uh, there's talk of a looming recession. Purchasing power is down. People's wages aren't going up enough to compensate for it. And, and you know, and and every couple of weeks we hear news about, you know, billions more being sent over to Ukraine. And everybody knows we're just printing the money at this point. There is, you know, we're just running up our own debt on this stuff. And more and more Americans, I think, are starting to wonder, what are we doing this for? Why can't anyone explain it, and why won't we? Why won't they even talk about it? Yeah, what about the disconnect between what's been happening over there and the reporting or lack of reporting from the media on this? Yeah, the, I mean, the media is sort of uh, you know uh, been derelict on this front because, like like everything else, the Ukraine war has become a political issue, and and so if you support an unending you know U.S. funded war in Ukraine against Russia because Putin is the bad guy who put Trump in office apparently then then you have to support the war in Ukraine and if you don't then you're a Putin apologist and 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 a, a MAGA traitor right and so that's the idiotic breakdown that we have in our news media about how they approach this whole issue um, instead you know if we had a functioning news media they would be demanding that U.S. officials explain things. Uh, and give answers to the questions that, that I'm raising right now and, and, uh, and start talking about what is the end state? Why, you know, are we, are we, is our cutoff point? Is there any limiting principle to our involvement in this war? Is it, is it just an open-ended commitment with no limits on U.S., you know, training, U.S. Uh, troop involvement, U- U.S. Um, expenditures uh, from the taxpayers? We don't have any of that. We have, we have like every other major foreign policy issue. It's really a proxy issue for domestic politics. Well, I ran a a, a long um, piece of video yesterday here on the show involving Corinne uh, Jean Pierre being asked about why I don't know. Maybe you've seen this, but uh, uh, one one guy I, I forget who he represented. He said he represents 113 stations and. He's been asked why they can never get the president to talk to them. And you just said that the, the, the American people deserve an explanation. Can you imagine for one second Joe, Joe Biden standing at a podium and trying to explain to people why we're in Ukraine? <laughs> I mean, seriously, he, he, he couldn't do that if his life depended on it. He doesn't no, know well, what, I mean, I, Joe Biden can't explain what, why much of anything is happening. Uh, I, I think he barely knows where he is or what day it is. Right. Um, so probably the less he says, the better. But but the larger problem and, and is disturbing to my mind is that no one in the administration will do that, uh, e- even those who are ostensibly capable of it. They just repeat like a mantra. You know, you have Anthony Blinken and John Kirby and these guys out there repeating these these 
these inane platitudes about standing with Ukraine until they achieve victory and total Russian defeat. Like these guys are like, are they, they're completely divorced from reality. Russia is not going to suffer a total defeat any more than, than we, I mean, Russia is a nuclear power. They have threatened to use their nuclear weapons. And it doesn't seem like there's any adults in charge who are taking that seriously. You know, we had, instead we have reckless talk about, crushing uh, the, the, the Russian military through this proxy war in Ukraine and affecting a regime change in Moscow. Really? Like, it, it is, are, are we sure that's going to go well? Are we sure that we're going to get something better if, if, if Putin is deposed? And, and what are we even talking about here? Like, wh- why should the American people want to do that? This is a debate that is not happening because no one in the administration will even talk about it beyond just repeating, as I said, these tired, cliched platitudes about Ukrainian victory. I'm sorry, but Ukraine is not going to win this war in the way that Anthony Blinken has described. There's going to be a negotiated political settlement in which Ukraine trades territory for political independence. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some kind of a trade, and we need to get real about that. Talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at The Federalist. Yeah, I, from, from the beginning, since this became part of our life the uh, war in U- the war in Ukraine and everything that you just described and all the stuff we're getting from the politicians and by the way there are plenty of republicans doing the same thing that uh, you you know you mentioned blink and there you could find lots of republicans who are oh, yeah. singing the same song but that's right but from the beginning and I'm no foreign policy expert by any means but I, from the beginning I've seen you know if I if I went into a coma and woke up uh, a year from now, a year and a half, whatever, how long it takes, I'm going to see a news conference or, or a video of a Russian and a Ukrainian shaking hands and saying, we've got this thing settled, but the people who are dead are all going to still be dead. And it, it's just, right. what, what's going to be solved by all of it? Yeah, it, it's going, yeah, I mean, the outcome is going to be the same, whether it happens now or a year from now, it'll be more or less the same. And it's the settlement that anyone could have seen before the fighting started. And it's, it's a solution that the United States could have used our clout, we could have used our leverage to pressure both sides into coming to some kind of a compromise before the bullets started flying. But I think the Biden administration and, and, and the Democrats and the neocon Republican war hawks in Washington are so committed to, the, to these narratives that they're unable to sort of get out of their narrative rut uh, and, and acknowledge some of these, you know, sort of cold, hard realities. The reality now is that there is no, there are no good options for the, for, for the American involvement now. We either have to break our promises to Ukraine by, pro, by pressuring them into a negotiated political settlement, or we have to have a nuclear showdown with Russia at some point. Both yeah. are terrible options. Mm-hmm totally avoidable which is the, you know that's why we never should have got involved in this war in the first place yeah and uh, you know if you look at the iraq war or uh, even going back to vietnam vietnam uh, i can remember uh, what i used to wonder about vietnam was not why why we were there i wasn't i was only in college at the time but um not why we were there so much as if we are there why don't we just win it or get out one or the other but what are we what are we yeah. doing and and with yeah. Iraq, you at least had the idea that you were liberating a country from a, uh, an evil dictator who might or might not have um, uh, 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 weapons of mass destruction. And what is, is it for, for people to be as upset as they were about Iraq and, and Vietnam, does it require uh, Americans to start dying over there like troops on the ground? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I think that, that that is what it generally and historically takes for Americans to pay attention to foreign uh, policy problems and to foreign wars is when, is when Americans start dying. And I think if we keep going down this road that we've been on, eventually we're going to get pulled into this war and American troops, some of which are already in the country, as we, as we know now from, from these leaks, um, are going to be in harm's way. And, and by, by degrees and by stages, we're going to get pulled into this conflict. And once we do, um, th- then you're going, to start, you're going to start to see the narrative change and, and this, you know, support, ostensible support for this war 
uh, is going to evaporate pretty quickly, I think. Uh, You know, there's a reason that the Republicans and Democrats who support this thing are constantly invoking World War II. If you've noticed, they keep they they, they like to compare what's going on to World War II. It's because it's the last war the United States won. (laughs) It's also it's Hitler going into Czechoslovakia. You know, that's what they think. Yeah, exactly. This is a leadership class that had, that that botched the Iraq War, that lost the Afghanistan War, uh, that 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 failed in in Vietnam and got us into into a quagmire there. They haven't won uh, a war in their whole generation. This whole generation of military leaders have never won a war, uh, and now they're slow walking us into another one. This time with a nuclear armed Russia, and I can't help but feel like it's a complete debacle already. Which party do you think will crack first and just come out and demand negotiations or a withdrawal? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think what is more likely to happen is that Russia declares a universal ceasefire uh, with, a, with, a, with a nuclear threat. Basically, Russia says the war's over. We're done fighting. If, if, if anyone fires another shot, um, we're, we're going to launch nuclear weapons. Uh, and so you can, you can accept it or not, but, but the, the war is over and we won. If that happens, then the United States has, has to face a, a very tough choice between uh, abandoning Ukraine and accepting the Russian ceasefire or getting involved directly. What could happen in Ukraine? What what result, good or bad, well, what good result, let's just for assume that there could be one of those, what could make uh, it worth being the cause of a nice new friendship between Russia and China? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. That's, why I, but that's, that's exactly what, that's exactly one of the things that's happening. Yeah. And, and that's, there, so no matter how long this goes, whether if it ends tomorrow or a year from now, we've all, it's already been established that it forced Russia and China to make a, go together and have a nice friendship now. And and not and not only that, but but uh, but but other countries uh, to begin the process of abandoning the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's this follow-on effects to this that I don't think you know. The Biden administration, at least it seems like they they haven't thought it through. Yeah. Other than that, uh, John, everything's great. It's a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just unbelievable. I'm out of time. John, always great to have you on. Great piece. Uh, You can read it at thefederalist.com. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. Yep, you too. John Daniel Davidson. We'll be right back. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cause would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. A good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with Centos. 
Your dedicated Cintas service reps get to know your business and have the industry knowledge that can help you prepare for what's ahead. They'll deliver your team's workwear freshly laundered. Make sure your first aid and safety supplies, mats, mops, and towels are stocked when you need them. And your fire extinguishers are inspected and in working order. Visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. And now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like Arch Fit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. How about some uh, transgender insanity for you? Uh, you'll be hearing about this. Um, HB 1469 in Washington State was passed. Individuals seeking abortions or gender surgeries for underage children who live in states where it is illegal could take or bring the child into Washington for those services, and police in the courts would not be allowed to arrest them on an out-of-state warrant for violating that state's laws. Washington's businesses would also not be allowed to comply with out-of-state warrants or subpoenas for medical records for information related to underage abortions or gender surgeries. Um, so uh, if, if, if it's enacted, and I think it's only the only thing missing now is the governor's signature, and he's going to sign it, uh, with SB 5499, runaway youths, youths from other states would not have to be reported by shelters or, quote, host homes to the parents if the child is seeking an abortion or gender surgery. So if you uh, live here in, I don't know, if you live in a state where they're not allowed to perform these mutilations on kids, you know, minors, and your minor son or daughter decides that he or she or they is going to go to uh, one of the, to Washington, uh, you're not going to get your daughter or son back until they have the surgery. Because there will be people out there who have homes for them, host homes for them to stay in while they're waiting to be mutilated. This is what's going on in the United States of America today. One last thing real quick. If you missed our first segment with the woman from the Heritage Foundation, this is something we learned. And you can check it out at the uh, answerpgh.com. If you're riding right now on uh, your way home and you are sitting next to an electric vehicle, and you're sitting in an SUV that you just paid a lot of extra money for, it's because the companies have to spend so much money on the electric, they got to pay, make you pay more for your SUV. How do you like that? The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.